Hey, it's Beth here, episode 515. Okay, I saw the movie Poor Things. It was, it was almost impossible to get through. Emma Stone didn't, it would have been more interesting had she become more attractive as her little baby brain got bigger. She never, it was so asexual when everybody is saying it was sexual. There was no desire, no softness, nothing. So I had to look really deep into this one because it didn't make any sense. It's based on a book. Okay, so the premise is the man, okay, William Defoe, who plays this character, Goodwin Baxter, is based on William Gold, Goldwyn, who was a philosophical anarchist. Anarchism, that's what he studied, that's what he did. But he was also Shelley, uh, Mary Shelley's father. So, and that is just the beginning because Mary Shelley's father, his secretary and collaborator, were was John Stuart Mill, the father of utilitarianism. And he was the first one to argue that the government should stay out of everyone's bedrooms. This was written in, it's not a British book, it's a Scottish book. It's not only Scotland, it's Glasgow. And it's in 1881. And during that time, it was the story about this man who played a Glasgow health inspector. And it was based on this, on this woman that was sexually promiscuous or open because she didn't understand the mores of the time, which were really, really scary. Because if a woman stepped out of line, she ended up in, okay, if, if a woman was unmarried, if she was an unmarried mother or a woman with a venereal disease, she was labeled a prostitute and she was imprisoned in this Locke Hospital. That was the name of it. It was called Locke Hospital. And it was next door to the Rotten Row Maternity Hospital. No joke. These were the names. And these were the things that they were doing to women in, in Glasgow. They did ex abusive experiments like mercury baths to cure them of their diseases, which mostly killed them or, or started toxic shock, which made them go insane. So they could stay right there in the uh, insane asylum section of the hospital and they would very quickly die and the bodies were used in the medical school that was very close by. This was like a factory. The, and the, the bodies were sent to the medical school because the Christian churches refused to bury these fallen women. Now the character in the story is a woman whose husband frequented brothels and she got infected with a venereal disease. Legally in Glasgow at the time, only women could infect men. So it was always a fallen woman. Legally, and by all the doctors, every medical book said that there was no way a man could give a woman a venereal disease. So that's why this character killed herself. It would have been a fascinating movie if we'd understood what Bella was flirting with, 
how she was skating on thin ice, being this woman so out there, so crazy, that she was risking going to the, you know, the maternity ward, which was the matern the Rotten Row maternity ward, or the locked prison, never came up in the movie. So it kind of just looked like she was playing around as if she was living now. We, we never got the context of what she was going through and why it drove everyone absolutely crazy and for other reasons too. Okay, so that's one. If people want to talk to you about the movie and what it really was about. And then there's this other one that everybody says all about the fisheye lenses. The fisheye lens, the fisheye lens, this, that, and that, and everything else. Well, I looked it up and they never used a fisheye lens. You could impress people at a cocktail party with this. Just listen to, the, to this. No fisheye lenses were used. Those were extremely wide rectilinear, rectilinear lenses. The ones with, and then the scenes with the vignettes, those were made with 16 millimeter, 16 millimeter film. So it doesn't have the image circle to cover the 35 millimeter film. That's why it wasn't 35 millimeter. That's why it was 16 millimeter. So it wouldn't have that image circle. It would just create a whole world. And then because you don't know any more information, you could just ask someone to pass you the salt or get you another drink. But it was not a fisheye lens in all the um, reviews that keep talking about it. But from an expert in Hollywood, it was a ride, it was a wide rectilinear lens, okay? And then remember, the vignettes were made with 16 millimeter film, not 35 million millimeter film, because you cannot get that image, that circle with 35 millimeter. And then you just say, aren't these canapes delicious? People will be astounded that you know that, but you don't know anymore, so you gotta go and talk to somebody else. Okay, the music was hideous, and everybody says it was a tonal music, and it was written by this pop star named Jerskin Fendix. I listened to his music, it's horrible. His big song is Oh God, and all I said during the whole time listening to it was Oh God, will he stop whining? That's what the music sounds like. Okay, the whole premise for this book was stolen from this guy named Jeremy Bethams, 1748 to 1832. So it's before this was all written. And he said his greatest statement, he oh, birthed, founded the pleasure principle. And he said, it is the greatest happiness of the greatest numbers that is the measure of right and wrong. So it is the greatest happiness of the greatest number that is the the measure of right and wrong. Okay, so then he said that he wanted people, he wanted governments to stay out of people's bedrooms. So all this was written about the time in Glasgow and the lives women led and how very restrictive it was and how if anything went wrong, it was always their fault and they would end up in those, in that horrible, horrible hospital. There is a scene in this movie, okay, in the book, the brothel, there is one cute scene about the brothel, and she wants to know why the men get to pick the women. And 
she thinks it would be better if the women got to pick the man. And there's this one cute scene where she she wants it to be real with these men. So she asks them for a childhood memory and then she tells them a joke. And it kind of makes a little bond. It's kind of cute. Wish there were many more scenes like that in the movie. In the book, this brothel scene, this is how she loses her job at the brothel. The doctor comes in to check the women for venereal diseases. And this isn't even in the book. You have to go through history to find out why he is doing that. He is doing that to arrest them. So she starts this big scene in the brothel. Why don't you test the men before they come in here? Meaning you can save our lives. And the doctor thinks that's so horrible because men can never give women diseases. And it goes back to Adam and Eve. There's a whole section in the book about that and actually in the laws about that. So she's fighting for women's rights. Like, please don't let him in here if he's going to give us a disease and we're going to end up in the lock hospital, please. So anyway, that's how she loses her job. That's fine. And it's all just so missing from the movie, which would have made it actually a bit of a woman's lip movie if we understood what women were living through in the time and to create this amazing character that just doesn't know to care. Just skating on the thinnest ice in the world, you know, high flying. Anyway, none of it makes any sense because we don't know the backstory. It could have been so easily put in the movie. Two, two tiny scenes about the world. We've got the the horse-drawn car with the horse in front of it. We spent a lot of time just looking at pictures and they're interesting, but it would be nice to know the world she was navigating in. Duncan gets so upset that he puts her in a box. That would have made a lot more sense to me if he was trying to protect her from being put in the lock hospital or the, um, you know, that the Rotten Row maternity hospital and them being abused in experiments and dying. It just, they took all of this out of the book and the book didn't even address all of what was happening in Glasgow at the time with the laws. So could have been a great movie. And then the worst thing was that took me so out of the movie, which was so long, so redundant. I was exhausted from the, they just replicated the same notions over and over they added this other woman and there's no backstory, no concern for her. How did she get there? Could it have been the same exact way as Bella? The odds were really small. She seemed a little bit different. That second woman was not in the book and I couldn't believe that he would do it again. William Defoe, because he seemed to love Bella. Why did they add that? It was ridiculous. And then they just tacked on this stupid ending. And, you know, she goes back to her second husband. That's not in the book either. Just, just these, it's like, I guess everybody was saying, how are you going to finish this? How are you going to, how are you going to wrap this up? And we're running out of money. They were filming it in Budapest. If that's how you say it. And they were running out of money. And so maybe he just thought that was the greatest idea in the world. And he's married. I thought maybe he was dating the girl who played the other um, Bella replacement, but that wasn't true. 
he's married. His little story, everybody keeps talking about yoga. Um, the guy who, the director of this movie, and his backstory is kind of interesting. His father was a famous basketball player and he left he and his mother alone and pursued his career and just went on and on and became a basketball coach and like a big, big dude in, in Greece. And that's where sort of there's a, a Greece aspect of the buildings and the water that we see in this movie. And um, he married a Greek st scarlet, so, starlet, so he's okay. But his with the relationship with his father, which kind of the relationship with William Defoe, I'm like, why do you keep talking about the abuse of his father? William Defoe keeps talking about all the things his father did to him. And this yoga guy, the director, he tried to play basketball to impress his father and he was never good enough. And so he gave up and he just moved into films, but he, he was left with this longing for his father. And you can kind of see it in the William Defoe. They're, they're constantly going back to what William Defoe's father did to him when he was young. And it has no, absolutely no relevance to the story at all. So I'm always like, why are people doing this? They always, directors always put a little bit of themselves in this, in their stories. And so there's this heartache and it never even plays out. It's just all, you know, the talk in this movie is so boring. And Bella's supposed to suffer. She doesn't suffer for one second. There's no character arc, nothing. She just keeps using people. And then at the end, she's got all these people that she just, because she's inhuman and can be cruel, there's a scene where she feels for someone and she gives all of um, Duncan's money to the poor people, the gambling money he made. She doesn't go down onto the street with these poor people. She doesn't feel for them. She just thinks it's all done because she took care of it with money. No character arc, nothing, nothing at risk, nothing to learn. And actually the real story of Glasgow at the time and what happened to women is fascinating. I would have loved it if you'd placed her in that world where she was so much in jeopardy and there was so much to lose, but they didn't. And they always call this Alistair an, an English author and he would have hated that because he was Scottish and he didn't feel for the English at all. And so it's not an English author, which creates a whole different thing in your mind. It's a Scottish author. And he's talking about a very hor horrific time in history, Victorian, all over the world, but especially in Glasgow, they really got down and they really made women suffer. And they created laws that were absolutely, oh, you know, what women's lib is all about. Just be fair. You know, of course he can transmit the disease to you. So these women were very afraid of their husbands. If they ever went out at night, if you ever displeased your husband and he went out at night, he threatened to go to the brothel and bring you back something that would land you in this horrible lock hospital and your children would be abandoned. And that was how they controlled you, like put you in a box. So anyway, that's what it was all about. And I didn't, I, I would have liked Emma to have gotten, she, her speech becomes so much more profound and understandable and she becomes sophisticated 
but she remains with this childlike walk and this ridiculous aspect. And that just wouldn't have happened. As her language developed, she would have plucked some of those eyebrows. I just know it. And she would have covered herself up a little bit and maybe looked alluring for once. She would have looked in the mirror at those ridiculous ruffles she was wearing. So that just would have been so great had she learned to navigate the waters. So anyway, just blah from beginning to end. But the story is actually a really compelling story. So once again, they missed it because writer-directors uh, in love with the idea, in love with their story, and want to tell you what my dad did to me. I'm just so sick of it. Why can't you value what the writer did? The book is great. The movie is, is like a monarch note of the book. Remember that you were supposed to read books in school and you get the monarch notes to cheat and it would just drive the story completely? Well, this didn't even drive the story. It took all of the emotion, all of the page turner out of the story and left you with, you're going to see Emma stone naked five times. Big deal. She wasn't even alluring. She, it was odd. It was, it was kind of vulnerable and ridiculous. So it, it, duck. I don't want to see that. It was debasing. She's, she, it's like she, she let someone into the bathroom when she was going to the bathroom. It was not a beautiful, seductive thing. And it would have been amazing had she started out that ugly little poor thing creature. And I know poor things is really about, supposed to be about me because I'm all pent up. And I'm thinking, no, why don't you do a little Gilda there for a second or a little Sabrina? Why didn't you come into how fun it is to get dressed up and be a hot woman? and go out there and have a great time. Why couldn't you just in, embrace that aspect of being a woman? It's fun. This was, she almost remained so, so sophomoric and so stupid that I didn't see any reason to be interested in what she was thinking. It would have been great had she nailed it. But anyway, didn't happen. She's still gonna get Oscars and I don't understand it. She was brave, I guess, you know, not plucking your eyebrows and being naked is a big deal. Like, is that really liberating? Does that tell me anything? We can do better than this. We can do better than this. So, made me crazy and really missed the boat. So, that's what I've got. I wouldn't, the trolls and I were just feeling sorry. Feeling sorry for the, for the complete waste of film and my time. So I'm going to get less crazy and I will be back. Thanks.